హలో అండ్ వెల్కమ్ టు ద క్యాప్కాన్ టూ థౌజండ్ నైన్టీన్ పాడ్కాస్ట్ ఐఎమ్ డాక్టర్ దీపక్ ఫ్రమ్ ఎస్ఎన్ మెడికల్ కాలేజ్ బాగల్కోట్ అండ్ వీ బ్రింగ్ టు యూ ద బెస్ట్ పెథాలజీస్ ఫ్రమ్ కర్ణాటక టాకింగ్ అబౌట్ లెవెన్ టాపిక్స్ ఇన్ పెథాలజీ ఇన్ ఆర్ ఫస్ట్ పాడ్కాస్ట్ యూ లిసన్ టు మై టీచర్ డాక్టర్ నందిని ఎన్ఎం ప్రొఫెసర్ ఫ్రమ్ జేఎస్ఎస్ మెడికల్ కాలేజ్ మైసూర్ మేడం ఇస్ టాకింగ్ టు యూ ఆన్ ఇన్ఫెక్షన్స్ ఆఫ్ సర్వీస్ అండ్ ద సైటాలజీ సో వితౌట్ మచ్ అడు ఫోర్ టు మేడం Good evening everybody. I would like to talk about new frontiers in cervical cytology. I am Dr. Nandini, professor from JSS Medical College. My field of interest is cervical cytology, pap smear screening, which has been a lot of interest because basic pap smear screening takes a long way in detecting cervical cancer. in women of our country which is a developing country so i would like to highlight on certain basic infectious conditions in cervical cytology so that we can go to this cancer study later so we have commonly how we get the pap smear it is seen by the gynecologist a normal uterus a pap smear is taken at the transformation zone by using the ayers spatula and spreading the material onto a clean glass slide which is marked on one side we have varieties of ayers spatula that is the wooden the plastic and research that with the latest concepts having the endocervical brush the cervix brush and a detachable brush which will help in doing liquid cytology which i will discussing later now we have we all know the latest bethesda system 2014 has a lot of changes compared to the previous classification and we have to use the newer terms in giving a report now this session i would like to concentrate on the less commonly discussed that is the non neoplastic or infectious conditions which we come across commonly in a pap smear so we have commonly what we see in a normal smear is a superficial intermediate cells and the endo cervical cells spread out we and usually any uh, conventional smear will have all the three components should have all of them and should have adequate cells which we expect to be not less than 4 to 5000 in a hyper field but many a times we may not get that many material especially if there are nearing menopausal age so the latest concept is that we should have enough cells so that we can give a diagnosis i would like to continue with the series of my talk by giving examples of cases which we have come across in our department that is section of cytology So there was one case of a 45 year old female who had a history of excessive bleeding and her LMP was 15 days back a clots a plenty pain was there and per speculum she had endocervicitis and per vaginally she was normal a conventional smear was seen and what did we see and we have a new concept that is liquid based cytology which we are doing it in our department called the manual liquid based cytology which helps us to remove the obscuring factors so that we can improve the adequacy of the sample 
remove the obscuring factors that improve the diagnosis of any condition. So, usually in the conventional smear, when you see a slide with lot of uh, cells, dirty background and uh, some cells, what it does it indicate? It gives us a smear which is satisfactory, enough number of cells, wherein you can see superficial intermediate cells of normal morphology, squamous metaplastic cells, few paravasal cells if the severe infection is there and classically whenever the background is dirty, we will also have to search and we will get some round to ovoid cyanophilic bodies called the trachomonads along with plenty of acute inflammatory cells. Then if we pass on this to a manual liquid based cytology processing, we can make out that the smear will be adequate, the superficial and intermediate cells will be seen and inflammatory cells will be less, the dirty background is reduced and we can still see the ovoid trichomonod bodies. So this helps us to give a better diagnosis. So the diagnosis will be a typical trichomonas vaginalis infection which is negative for intraepithelial lesion that is NILM. So first before we go to discuss pap smears we have to know anything whether it is satisfactory, adequate or no. So what are the features? As I said a conventional smear should have at least 8000 to 12000 squamous cells per slide. In the liquid based cytology the presence of 5000 squamous cells per slide is enough. But in the newer classification they have improvised on it. Presence or absence of endocervical component is not important for a satisfactory smear and even if the number of cells are less presence of malignant cells will help us in giving a diagnosis and we have to mention in our report that the smear is not so satisfactory but we are able to give some opinion so that it helps the clinician to treat the patient because many of them in the uh, in a country like us which comes under the lower and middle income group countries we cannot expect the patient especially from the rural population to repeatedly visit the hospital so we try to catch them at the first visit that is screen and treat approach which is advised by most of our uh, pathologists who run these NGOs and uh, cancer screening procedures wherein we do not want to lose at the patient at the first shot itself. Now before we go ahead in reporting we should know the factors which is to be noted in the specimen adequacy before any report is given. So we have seen that as I said in 1991 and 2001 uh, the adequacy of cervical cytology preparation is divided into three categories it is satisfactory, unsatisfactory and satisfactory but limited by certain factors. So what is the certain factors which are the limitations wherein which includes that lack of transformation zone components presence of partially obscuring factors like blood or inflammatory cells in the smear. Partial obscuring factors also have not been shown to increase the risk for a false negative report. So latest what they find as I am repeating the obscuring factors even though if they are there or the number of cells are less we can still give with all these findings a report which will help the doctor 
and mentioning the limitations. Now coming to the infection that is trachomonas infestation. What are the common uh, differential diagnosis? It is easy to diagnose a trachomonas. Besides that, we have to ask for a KOH preparation and tell them to correlate with the clinical history. The common differential diagnosis for trichomonas infestation are inspissated mucus and degenerating cellular material. Why should we diagnose? Why should a trichomonas in vaginas infestation be diagnosed? They have found that patients with all forms of cervical cancer including carcinoma in situ have a higher incidence of trichomonas infestation and presence of trichomonas in a smear does not rule out the presence of synchronous pre-cancer lesion or cancer of the cervix and also found that women with repeated such infestations are prone for having pre-malignant changes in the cervix. Now how do we diagnose trichomonas vaginalis infestation? Classically it can be made out by hanging drop method and pap smear screening overnight culture which gives a 75 to 95 percent sensitivity and PCR method using primer specific for the gene bank. T uh, trichomonas vaginalis rapid detection kit what does it use the transcription mediated amplification which is uh, the most sensitive method. Now why should we know what are the complications of trichomonas infestations in women in preterm delivery it can cause preterm delivery it can cause low birth weight it causes increased mortality it makes a person predispose in the woman to hiv infection and cervical cancer in males it has found that recent research shows association with prostatic cancer what is the genomic sequence of trichomonas vaginal just to complete the whole uh, picture of it. The uh, trichomonas genomic is approximately a 160 mega base in size. Our human genome is 3.5 giga basis and it has 98,000 protein encoding genes that is 38,000 repeat virus like genes and the remaining 26,000 genes are similar to the human gene. So we had an interesting discussion on trichomonas like another infective uh, conditions which we can go through I would like to discuss about. So before going towards the case it is better we know a brief history in cytology that is one thing is important that a brief history or detailed history is better before we give a definitive diagnosis. So I am presenting another case here wherein you have I got, came across a 26 year old female with wide discharge per vagina. She had a history of fever and on examination there was bilateral inguinal lymphadenopathy. The smears studied uh, showed a conventional smear which was satisfactory and they showed superficial intermediate squamous cells with a significant number of cells showing nucleomegaly. Now this is interesting because whenever there is nucleomegaly we have to be careful. Along with this uh, I found occasional multinucleated cells with larger cells which the background showed few inflammatory cells. The multinucleation was classical wherein there was molding you know of the nucleus. Then we did a liquid based cytology of this we found an adequate smear it showed superficial intermediate cells and again cells with mild nucleomegaly and multinucleated enlarged cells with a background which was very very clear. So the diagnosis we offered for this case was 
L-cell associated with cellular changes consistent with herpes simplex virus infection. Then we found that why should we know most important why should we know herpes cervicitis and why it comes under L-cell that is low grade squamous intraepithelial lesion okay so the importance of diagnosing herpes cervicitis is it is associated with immunosuppression after radiotherapy for cancer cervical cancer and it is the most common viral infection of female genital tract and it is also the most common STD without clinical findings in 40% of the cases and it is very important to diagnose this during a pregnancy. Now how do you make out? How do we make out a herpes infection on cytology? The early, there are three stages. In early stage, the cells, the superficial squamous cells will have moderate to marker nuclear enlargement, especially the squamous cells and endocervical cells, giving the appearance of ground glass nuclei. The next stage, the multinucleation will be seen with the ground glass nuclei. And final stage, the nucleus may appear degenerating bizarre hypochromatic nuclear mass and this should not be mistaken for a squamous cell at all. So here the significance of the history, the age and the clinical finding is important. Now we have to know how to differentiate this uh, cervical pap smear from squamous and other conditions which are associated with multinucleation. So before that we should which are the conditions we can get multinucleation in the pap smear of cervical pap smear reactive changes secondary to infl severe inflammation herpes as we know cmv infection measles post radiotherapy tb of the cervix chlamydial infection and cervical cancer what is the importance as i said of diagnosing herpes in pregnancy it's very very important it is important in the mother to be uh, to decide the line of management of antenatal patient and caesarean section should prevent to uh, should be preferred to prevent transmission of herpes infection to the newborn what are the advice would we give to the clinician for management of herpes cervicitis cases first we have to advise them that they should confirm the type of herpes virus infection by serology and culture as herpes simplex type 2 is associated with genital herpes which is a more virulent type of infection and can lead to cancer and biopsy should be done to rule out any early changes or carcinoma, carcinoma in situ changes. So these are the two interesting infective conditions which are discussed. Now coming to the next interesting uh, infective conditions which you commonly come across in day to day life. I would like to present this with a history of a 45 year old female who on examination uh, per vaginally had a normal per speculum third wide discharge which was significantly seen. So this itself will give us a clue what it is. It is again typically in the conventional smear the smear is satisfactory. It does show superficial intermediate squamous cells with occasional parabasal cells and of normal morphology. We can see endocervical cells also are seen unlike the previous case where we saw nucleomegaly that is not seen here. But as we said we should see the cells and the background in any pap smear which will show round to ovoid candidal spores 
which are uh, non filamentous and spores along with inflammatory cells and rbcs spores and hyphae pseudo hyphae which can be seen and should be identified in any pap smear with such a history refer liquid based cytotoxin it shows normal morphology of superficial inflammatory cells with a more clearer presentation of the pseudo hyphae and occasional spores in the end we give a uh, impression of fungal organisms morphology consistent with candidal species and nilm i would highlight on it because many a times this nilm term which has been introduced for many years is not being used so it would be nice that if all the reports by the national standard is followed negative for intraepithelial lesion or nilm we go on to certain other uh, concepts to uh, deal with in this and i would like to highlight since i'm going on talking about manual liquid biopsy little bit i would like to highlight about it here at this stage would like to tell about the advantages of manual liquid based cytology or lbc as such the most important uh, advantages is Uh, easy way of handling by providers reduction in proportion of inadequate smears caused by blood or inflammation and increase in the number of cell abnormalities which can be detected and can be compared with routine smears this increase varies markedly from one laboratory to other but still based on the technique how we done it can be improved then since the background is clear the cells are arranged in a monolayer it reduces the screening time and thus resulting in a greater efficiency of the cytotechnologist and the pathologist who can handle a larger number of preparations this is very useful and it's been followed in western countries wherein uh, pap smear screening of women is regularly done who are there from the age of 21 to 65 years as a national health policy it can also help liquid based cytology one more advantage is to use the residual sample for additional testing including molecular studies for the presence of infectious agents such as human papilloma virus which we have done and i would like to talk about it sometime later and coming to the methods how we do lbc and the basis of this methodology the methods which can be done automated tripath and sure path which are uh, fda approved and manual also is one more method the method for tripath technique is by using filtration so sure path it is density gradient centrifugation principle with subsequent sedimentation on the slide and all this can be uh, done in automated method by using a slide processor so this is briefly about liquid based cytology which i can put it up as a separate session some other time now coming back to the diagnosis of candidal infection which we did which is commonly seen in women especially in about 40 years in our country the importance of diagnosis diagnosing candidal infection it is the most common pathogenic fungal agent observed in the female genital tract and it is observed in diabetes pregnancy and is use of antibacterial antibiotic infection it is seen in patients on immunosuppressive drugs 
it becomes first manifestation of aids and seen in patients with genital cancer as an associated infection besides candida what are the other fungal infections we can come across in the female genital tract they are coccidiomycosis paracoccidoidosis brucelliensis blastomycosis aspergillosis and not to forget cryptococcosis neoformans so this is about the three infections now coming to the last case again interesting uh, condition which i would like to discuss here i got came across a 27 year old female with a vaginal uterus antiviral phonisis free first speculum uterus and cervix were normal now how, what did i do i was trying to introduce another process called cell block which i am doing it routinely for all our cases so we have a process of uh, conventional pap smear lipid based cytology and cell block which help me to improvise on the reporting and uh, slide discussion of this case now coming to the microscopy what did i find the colonel smear again was satisfactory it showed superficial and intermediate cells squamous cells of normal morphology and it showed few cells which showed coelocytic atypia we all have to know this concept of coelocytic atypia which is a common finding also only we have to observe it carefully any pap smear whenever we come across in the routine then the liquid based cytology for this condition also showed cells with coelocytic atypia and the findings were much more clear then since i did a cell block how does it help you could see sections it was almost like a histopathology tissue when the coelocytes could be seen with presence of inflammatory cells in the background so the finally in this condition the diagnosis offered again was lsl associated with coelocytic atypia and in we have to advise for a hpv infection testing which is commonly being done now in many centers like ours wherein we do a in house testing we have done a series of it and we have got good results now coming to what we would like to give ascus bar lsl the new term commonly used term what is ascus what is lsl now abnormalities that could be classified as ascus are cariomegaly what does it mean moderate to marked nuclear enlargement without marked hyperchromasia which is limited to a few intermediate or large parabasal squamous cells cytoplasmic vacuolation in intermediate squamous cells suggestive but not diagnostic of coelocytosis wherein again pattern of advanced atrophy of the cervix and vagina particularly in the presence of blue bodies mimicking cancer cells inflammatory events resulting slight irregularities of nuclear shape such as observed in severe infestation with trichomonas vaginalis or in herpetic infections metaplastic squamous cells with enlarged nuclei so all these favored ascus bar lsl ascus will be seen wherein the cells the number is less than 6 while lsl is given wherein the number of the cells seen in the pap smear showing these changes are more than 6 in number now coming to the important finding of coelocytosis so what is a coelocyte how do you differentiate it from a pseudo coelocyte we should not forget our history so coelocyte 
was defined by Coase and Durfee in 1956. What does it show? These are all mature squamous cells or intermediate squamous cells wherein they are large, have abnormal enlarged hypochromatic single double or rarely multiple nuclei which are surrounded by large demarcated perinucleocular zone and which is classically seen in any cell which is having a HPV infection. A pseudocoilocyte is a peri having a cell having a perinuclear halo without the nuclear atypia and this is seen in inflammation especially associated with trichomonas infestation. The importance of coilocyte is very very important because we have to know about HPV infestation which is the major cause of cancer, cervical cancer especially 11 and 18. The etiopathogenesis of uh, HPV infection is a detailed study wherein it shows the changes in E6, E7. How do we detect? We all know we go on harping on HPV viral infection. How do we detect it? The different methods to detect HPV viral infection are PCR, hybrid capture assay, southern blotting and immunocytochemistry. With PCR, especially RT-PCR being the best way of uh, detecting this condition. Now before we forget what is triage? Triage because many a times triaging of cervical cytology is a new term being used. So triage in French means to sort it out or to prefer. What we prefer the way of detecting HPV testing in any country. So in our country like India, what are the ways of detecting HPV? Nowadays besides screening by conventional pap, there is new methods, in-house methods of HPV DNA testing, colposcopic biopsies also being done, VIA being used with liquid biopsy, a liquid based cytology which is being uh, standardized in many centers. And before we uh, go further into completing our uh, presentation, I would like to tell about the biomarkers which are being used extensively to diagnose cervical cancer. The biomarkers are P16 which is extensively in, uh, being uh, worked on, Cervivin, E. Kedrin and Ki67 markers. So a brief uh, presentation of uh, pap smear screening, the infective conditions which help us, which are seen commonly in pap smears and I hope this presentation is of use to all of us. Thank you one and Thank you madam. Thanks for listening to the Capcon 2019 podcast. Be sure to visit us at www.capcon2019.com to join the conversation. Madam will be more than happy to discuss with you any queries you may have. We invite you all to share your journey in pathology with us. Create your podcast now. We are listening. So until next time, bye.